0: Aloha Leeward CC students and community members. Welcome to the Game Knowledge Building Relationship Series hosted by Leeward's very own student government. The purpose of this series is to create a safe space for all listeners. We hope you enjoy listening in. Aloha. For our Olalo Oka Mahina series during the month of November, I'd like to share with you a significant event in Hawaiian history called Laku Okoa or Hawaiian Independence Day. What is Laku Okoa? Well, On November 28, 1843, Great Britain and France signed the Anglo-Franco Proclamation, which recognized the independence of the Hawaiian government. However, the road towards recognition for Hawaii was neither straight nor smooth, but fraught with unexpected twists, turns, roadblocks, and surprises. The fact that Hawaii became the first non-European country to have its independence recognized by the Western powers is evidence of how difficult it was for non-European, non-white nations to do so. On February 10, 1843, Lord George Paulette of the British Royal Navy sailed into Honolulu Harbor, responding to reports that British subjects in Hawaii were being unfairly treated. At the heart of the dispute was British consul Richard Charlton's claim that land that he had been granted by the Hawaiian government to run his trade business was his private property. This was despite the fact that he knew all lands in Hawaii, by tradition, reverted back to the government once the person who occupied it either died or abandoned it. Lord Paulet demanded that for insults against British subjects, the Hawaiian government pay $100,000. It was an extraordinary amount of money, impossible for the Hawaiian government to raise in the short time they were given. However, a few days later, Paulet decided instead to take possession of Hawaii. He issued an ultimatum, surrender the islands or face immediate hostilities. Mo'i Kaui Kamehameha III, was forced to concede to Paulette's demands. However, Kaui Kea'ole was not totally unprepared. Three months earlier, on November 2, 1842, he had commissioned and sent Timoteo Ha'oleilio, William Richards, and George Simpson to the U.S., Great Britain, and France to seek formal recognition for the Hawaiian government. Gunboat diplomacy was something the Hawaiian government had experienced three years earlier on June 10, 1839. A French warship sailed into Honolulu Harbor and demanded that the Hawaiian government pay $20,000 for mistreating French subjects, namely Catholic priests who were banned from Hawaii. The French captain demanded that Catholic priests be allowed to stay in Hawaii. No duty on French wine or brandy, and that France was to receive most favored nation status. If the Hawaiian government failed to comply, he would immediately commence with the bombardment of Honolulu. Mo'i Kawikioli the III, conceded. Merchants helped raise the $20,000, which left the French captain surprised and without a legitimate excuse to remain in Honolulu, and so he left. Kawi and his government began to keep a close watch on what the French were doing in Tahiti. He probably pondered, how long would it be before the French would return to Hawaii to demand even more money, even perhaps the cessation of the Hawaiian government? Seeing the ineffectiveness of letter-writing by other rulers in the Pacific, was most likely the reason Kauai decided to send emissaries rather than just letters. It would, pro- it would prove to be a crucial and fortuitous decision. Had he not done so, recognition would have failed. And worse, Hawaii won't likely have become a British colony. At the time, Great Britain possessed the largest naval fleet in the world with 661 ships. France was second with less than half as many ships, and the U.S. had less than a hundred. Hawaii was a key trading port for the U.S. and had more ships operating in the Pacific than the British. France was just beginning to get a foothold in the Pacific as they colonized Tahiti. Paul's seizure of the Hawaiian government appears to have taken each of the aforementioned countries by surprise. The U.S. believed that if Hawaii became a British colony, their trade network would be ruined. The British saw Hawaii not as an important part in their global trade network, but rather as a way to check and contain U.S. trade and French expansion in the Pacific. Once Paulette took possession of Hawaii, the crucial question became, would France or the U.S. be willing to go to war with England over Hawaiian independence? Perhaps not France. The U.S., quite possible. Paulette was unaware that Kawikeauli had already dispatched his emissary three months earlier, which meant that Ha'alilio and Richards had already met with representatives from the U.S. and Great Britain receiving assurances from both countries that they were in favor of recognizing the independence of the Hawaiian Islands. News of Paulette's seizure finally reached Europe in May of 1843. On June 1st, 1843, Lillio, who was in France, responded by writing a letter to the newspaper Le Gaube, asking, is it possible that a British officer could seize the islands? And the British government acknowledged their independence barely three weeks after? Meanwhile, when Admiral Thomas, was who was in Valparaiso, Chile, learned of Polish action, he sailed immediately for Hawaii of his own accord and promptly restored the Hawaiian government to Mo'i Kaui Ke'au'li, the III on July 31, 1843. However, the news of the restoration of the Hawaiian government did not reach London until September or October of 1843, placing the British government in an uncomfortable position. If they sided with Paulette, they would have to order Thomas to retake the Hawaiian government, knowing that it could trigger a war with the U.S., France, or both. Furthermore, they could no longer stall the recognition process while Hawaiian flags once again flew over Honolulu. Thus, recognition became a prudent course of action. While there are many more juicy details, this is the Mo'olelo of how an island nation in the most isolated location of Oceania became the first non-European member of the family of nations whose sovereignty was recognized throughout the world. Mahalo for listening to Olelo Oka Mahina.